0: Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna.
1: Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. Before I begin talking about the FDA cracking down, quote unquote, on jewel vaping, the website, of course, is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the innumerable articles that are on that site, as well as recipes. Also, I want to mention that my colleague, Heather Ray, she created her new uh, column called Heather's Holistic Haven of Health. A lot of alliterative H's. So go to the article section of the website at the top and pull down. You'll see her own column, and she has four or five articles, and they're really, really awesome. As always, you can support our endeavor by donating your moolah to our Patreon account, one time or a monthly. We like, of course, monthly, but whatever you like to do, follow the link on the episode notes to get to it. It's very easy. It's patreon.com forward slash naturopathic earth. Please donate, please. Also, you can buy my ebook Confessions of an OB's Child on Amazon Kindle or Barnes and Noble Nook for $2.99. That helps us out. And lastly, Amazon links go to any of the recipes on the site find the amazon picture click on it and it takes you to amazon and anything you buy within 24 hours no matter what it is it doesn't have to be the item that you clicked on but anything within 24 hours we get a two percent commission at no expense to you so it benefits both of us all right so i wanted to talk about jewel vaping as a follow-up so let's get started All right. I wanted to mention this topic again because we had talked about Juul vaping way back in episode 118, which was 70 episodes ago, but it was only about seven months ago we really covered Juul vaping. So go back to that episode. It's 118 where we talk about the Juul vaping epidemic and how the marker marketers and the makers of Juul are intentionally targeting preteens and teenagers and not targeting who they're supposed to target, who are Voracious cigarette smokers who are trying to get off of cigarettes and trying to get onto something that's quote less toxic close quote. Let's go back to that article. Man, my bird is twerping, twerking. Not do I guess birds don't twerk, chirping quite a bit right now. So I thought it'd be good to bring this up for a couple reasons. We've talked about the revolving door, which is the process of high-level people at the FDA, CDC, World Health Organization, and USDA leaving jobs, uh, leaving their government job and going back to big business. And so Gottlieb, who we mentioned quite extensively in the Revolving Door episode, as well as in the Jewel Vaping one, he's resigning. So we're going to be glinning off Uh, The New York Times, which is the leftist rag magazine, which is just crap. If you want a great conspiracy theory, which isn't actually a conspiracy theory, go look up Operation Mockingbird. Operation Mockingbird was a CIA operation back around the 40s and 50s where they put CIA operatives at the New York Times and uh, other very influential newspapers at the time to, of course, stir the debate to slant things the way they wanted to slant and so forth uh, it's, it's it's similar to operation paperclip which is another well-known um CIA operation which which is when we brought over tens of thousands of Nazi officers to the United States and to South America after World War II and we put them in positions of power think of Werner von Braun who was one of the early leaders of NASA he was a former Nazi official A lot of uh, well-known cancer doctors, a lot of guys known in in weaponry, and of course the OSS, which is the forerunner of the CIA, had some connections to uh Nazism as well. So this is not even a conspiracy theory. Because the argument was this before we talk about Vaping, which is completely different than talking about World War II history. But the Nazis were about to be overrun by the Soviets. The Soviets were coming from the East and we were coming from the West. And so the belief was that we needed to get to Berlin first to get to these Soviet scientists and bring them to the West before the Soviets did, because if the Soviets would get them then the Soviets would use it for their nefarious means. And so we were able to get to Berlin uh, before the Soviets did, and we were able to get some of them. But we just used them for our nefarious means. But either way, uh, that's another great CIO one. So, okay, anyways, New York Times. FDA targets flavored e-cigs kids like. With a few weeks left in his tenure as commissioner of the FDA administration, Dr. Scott Gottlieb moved Wednesday to restrict sales of flavored e-cigarettes to try to reduce the soaring rate of teen vaping. Well, he's been unsuccessful the last two, three years. The agency issued a proposal requiring that stores sequester flavored e-cigarettes to areas off-limits to anyone younger than 18. Retailers, including convenience stores and gas stations, will be expected to verify the age of their customers. Now, whether or not they're going to do that is a separate topic. If you go back to our episode on synthetic cannabinoids or fake cannabis, which is around episode 100, um, those are commonly sold at convenience stores as potpourri, and and they're supposed to to not be sold to anyone under the age of 18, but convenience stores commonly do that in gas stations as well, so we'll see if this this will be effective. Quote from Godly, evidence shows that youth are specially attracted to flavored e-cig products and that minors are able to access these products from both brick and mortar retailers as well as online despite federal restrictions on sales to anyone under the age of 18 close quote the rate of teenage vaping has risen sharply in the past few years with 3.6 million middle and high school students reporting that they have vaped last year according to a study done by the CDC i've actually seen stats showing that about 50% of 18 year olds have vaped it's quite common teenage smoking though continues to be at a record low alongside the general decline in smoking rates which is great right that's what we want a pattern that public health experts warn could be reversed if nicotine addiction spurred by vaping leads young people to traditional tobacco products and and see that's that's the issue that's the overall worry is if if you haven't listened to that episode the issue is this jewel which is the most popular type of vaping they have flavored um, Jewels flavored vape, so the bubble gum or whatever like that, and the the marketing for it is 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 really geared toward children. It's got very colorful colors, and it's not really marketed towards sixty year old cigarette addicts. And so the argument against Gottlieb, and in the article we'll mention it later on, is that the Jewel vape has nicotine in it, and so it makes sense for Jewel and other makers to get Kids hooked on their product as young as possible. So even though it's like a bait and switch, so even though they're like, "Oh, we don't want kids to get hooked on it," yeah, yeah, uh, they really do because why else would you be doing kid flavors and kid marketing if you're not trying to get kids to get hooked on your product? The Jewel Jewel knows how addictive nicotine is, and so they know if they can get these kids hooked on uh, Jewel vaping at a very young age, um, they'll be hooked. You know, they'll be customers for the next 50, 60 years. Last fall, the FDA began a crackdown on teenage vaping, threatening to ban most flavored e-cigs and warning retailers to stop, stop selling the products to minors. Yeah, big deal, warning. It stops short of prohibiting the flavors. But the proposal issued Wednesday outlines details for how retailers must wall off the areas where the products can be sold. Let's we'll see if this is effective. For stores open to consumers of all ages, the guidelines call for a physically separated room, adding that stores can't simply hang a curtain to create a space for flavored e-cigs retailers including convenience store and gas station owners are on capitol hill this week lobbying against the fda's proposals some have threatened to fight the restrictions in court yeah what what is their argument i'm sure i know what you know their argument is oh it's going to cost so much money it's going to cost so much money for us to have to wall this off because we really don't give a damn about the health of minors even though we might have tween kids and we don't give a damn. That's what they're gonna complain. You know, lobbyism is essentially whoredom, right? It's prostitution that has been legalized, right? It that, that's all it is. Every every public interest group has a lobbying group, right? The plastics, the cell phones, big food, salt lamp makers for Christ's sakes, probably have their own lobbyists. And they go to and they go to Hollywood. And I'm sorry, they go to Washington to petition, and they essentially, you know, like all good lobbyists, hey, we're going to give you this amount of money if you either support or don't support this bill or legislation. So they just bribe them, you know, we'll give you this money for your next re-election campaign. I mean, it's it's totally insidious, and it essentially is prostitution. So let's listen to one of these whores. Lyle Beckwith, a senior vice president for the National Association of Convenience Stores, representing thousands of retailers, said that the group didn't believe the FDA had the authority to impose the new requirements. Quote, the Tobacco Control Act clearly indicates they cannot discriminate against a specific channel of distribution, which is exactly what they're doing. Close quote. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, don't, don't we put cigarettes behind the counter or cigarettes locked up at supermarkets and other places? So aren't we doing that? So I, I don't know. That seems like in some ways that they're discriminating against a specific channel of distribution. But either way. Really what they're worried about is that this is going to undermine their profit, right? That they, they actually were actually trying to put a wall between these kids seeing the, the jewel stuff and, and just regular products at the store. That's what they're really upset. It's going to affect their products, their profit. Conservative groups and vaping trade associations have also come out in opposition, saying the agency's efforts to regulate the e-cigarette industry amount to government overreach. Which, you know, I, I can see their point of view from a libertarian mindset to how, how you know, telling these retailers to put up a wall and, and sell in a separate place. I definitely understand the, the, the vape stores being upset about but conservatives, I, I really don't see that. The new restrictions don't apply the menthol, mint, and tobacco flavors, which the FDA wants to keep available for adults who are using e-cigs to quit smoking combustible regular cigarettes. Mint flavor is pretty popular, I imagine. The FDA will also track youth use of menthol and mint e-cigs, Gottlieb said. If they become too popular, he added, the FDA will reconsider the exemption. Will they? Such a move would be especially harmful to Juul Labs, the vaping giant under FDA president already has moved sales of its flavored e-cigs online, except for menthol, mint, and tobacco, which it sells in stores. I wonder why they're moving it online. But some public health advocates say the move is too late. Quote, while this announcement sounds bold and big, it isn't really, says Micah Berman, an associate professor at the Ohio State University College of Public Health. He says, quote, the FDA's announcement exempts mint and menthol, which is the most popular flavor with kids. Oh, more than bubble gum and cotton candy. And one that makes it easier to initiate use. And in any event, most kids are getting these products online or through older friends, not buying them in convenience stores. Close quote. Exactly. Exactly. This is like when the government was like, oh, we're going to ban BPA and kids products. Oh, but they're like, oh, we'll we'll keep putting BPS, bisphenol S in. It's the same thing here. A, so Gottlieb and the FDA want to look like they're cracking down, that they're making a difference. But they know that most of the sales are online. And, of course, if you buy anything online, you don't have to show an ID online. They'll just, that little thing will pop up, are you over the age of 18? And then you just buy it. And also, they they do get it from older people, just older brothers and sisters or friends. Um, I mean, we've been doing that for cigarettes and alcohol for how long? So, I mean, this isn't one of those I want to look tough, but it really isn't going to mean anything. The proposals also call for banning the sale of many flavored cigars. Quote The data also indicate that eliminating flavors from cigars would likely help cigar initiation, would help prevent cigar initiation by young people, says Gottlieb. Under the new rules, cigar companies would have 30 days to remove the products from the market and would have to apply for FDA approval to go back on the market. In addition, all e-cigs, cigars, and related products not on the market by February 17, 2007 must seek FDA approval to sell them by 2021. As part of their application, manufacturers must prove that their products are beneficial to public health. I, I guess the spin is, well, we're trying to get them off traditional cigarettes. That, this is the traditional argument from vape, from vapors, vapes, vapists. We're trying to get them off regular ones, so that's how we're benefiting public health. The agency's original deadline for these products to comply with the new tougher regulations was extended by Gottlieb from 2018 to 2022. Wednesday's actions chops one year off that extension. The plan issued Wednesday still is in draft and must undergo a 30-day comment period before it can be finalized. It's an unusual regulatory approach, neither a new rule nor a voluntary guideline. Instead, the FDA is telling e sig makers that if their products are sold in violation of this request, they can be taken off the market and forced to apply for agency approval. The FDA can do this under its discretionary enforcement authority. Gottlieb is scheduled to have stepped down by that time, and Ned Sharpless, director of the National Cancer Institute, was named this week to replace him as acting commissioner. All right, let's finish up here. Okay, so we're thinking, oh, well, this Sharpless guy, hopefully he's got not a revolving door background in big pharma. Well, unfortunately, he does. So Ned Sharpless, who is currently the director of the National Cancer Institute, has connections to big pharma. And in fact, I looked through his Twitter feed and the Twitter feed of some of the, the lobbyist groups for big pharma, and they are very happy that he has been approved as the FDA Uh, commissioner and replacing Gottlieb. And apparently he has several connections to big pharma, chemical companies. If you look at his Wikipedia, his bio, it's mostly in biotech firms. He's created two biotech firms, Uh, but he does have connections. And his goal is to, apparently there's, he's been quoted as saying that, he wants to streamline approval of FDA drugs. No, that's probably not a good sign. Also, he's a firm proponent of data mining done by social media. Yeah, no, that's not a good sign either. But, I mean, they're not going to put in some renegade. They're going to put in one of their stooges, even somebody as great as Trump, if you believe Trump's great, and not just a teleprompt reader. By the way, look, with the e one of the things I forgot to mention, or the article did mention, is that Gottlieb had an opportunity about two 18 months ago to prevent Juul and other vapors uh, by selling directly in stores He, the studies were coming out that vaping was bad for you Okay, even Juul vaping there's still tons of toxicants in the vape despite what vape, vapists like to think and he was going to crack down allegedly, ostensibly he was going to crack down very hard on it about 18 months ago but then he decided to push it back and push back the, the crackdown uh, indefinitely. So look, I think he's doing this, and the FDA is doing this, as a sign that they're serious. So it's, it's kind of like what it's akin to alleged pro-life politicians. So you see this with the Tea Party people or anyone who's pro-life. Now I am pro-life. And so they'll, they'll come out when they get elected. It's like, I'm going to vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm going to overturn. I'm going to fight it and get it overturned. They know full well that Roe v. Wade will never be overturned in America. It just isn't going to happen. You could have freaking nine ultra-conservative Supreme Court justices and a conservative Congress and a conservative president, it's never going to pass. It's, it's a form of population control. It's just too much money to be made in its form of population control. It's never going to be repealed. But my point is, the politician can be like, see, well, I tried. I tried. Just like politicians, the Republicans who who were fighting against Obamacare two, two, three years ago. I don't want to fight against it. They knew it was going to get passed anyways. But at least they can say they did it. So Gottlieb's like, oh, I I am cracking down on jewel vaping. But he's really not. Because having them put it in a separate room isn't going to make a difference. Because the studies are showing that most of the jewel use usage is is done, or is done or purchased online, where there's absolutely no regulation or looking at, it at the age, and they get it also from older people. So this is one of those those things, those kind of just visages or charades. Uh, where the person and the agency is trying to look good by saying that they're cracking down, but they know full well it isn't going to make a difference at all. Look, parents, if you have any tweens or high schoolers, if you're letting them go to any parties, I guarantee you they are vaping at these parties. I can tell you anecdotally, my students tell me that they see vaping at the parties on the weekends all the time. It's happening. So even if you have one of those goody-goody students... And look, your, your your kid might be great on every level. Don't be naive. Don't be naive. Chances are they have vaped and or they're going to vape. So look, have the discussion with them. I talked to my seven-year-old son. He sees people smoking when we go out somewhere. He's like, Daddy, he's smoking. And I go, yeah, it's unfortunate. He's probably going to die young. And so he knows, he knows. so say for people who ride motorcycles without a helmet, so he'll be like, Daddy, he's not, gonna, he's not riding a helmet. He's not riding with, with a helmet. I go, yeah, he's probably going to die young and have brain damage, and then we're going to have to take care of him. So I'm very honest with my, my, with my kids. And so with, with cigarette smoking and with vaping, look, vaping is not a better alternative. See, see the charade that it is. And vaping is just another entry-level for people to get hooked on nicotine. So don't fall for this FDA crackdown. Look, I'm not against them putting it in a separate room. Sure, I don't care. That's fine if it serves as some sort of quasi-deterrent. But really, we know it's not. So look, parents, talk to your kids about the dangers of nicotine addiction I mean, if anything, just tell them that people aren't going to like the way they smell or look or what. I mean, whatever, whatever argument. But just tell them about it. Tell them about how horrible addiction is in general, and and just have the talk with them. Don't make the erroneous assumption that your kid is not vaping because they probably are. They probably will very soon. And shame on Jewel. Shame on Jewel for targeting children. It is. It is just unscrupulous beyond belief, but of course this is big business and this is what big business does, right? Profit off of us and then if they ever get caught or they ever get any blowback, it's what, what, we didn't know what, what, what? It's all bait and switch and they pay for their lawyers, they pay for advertisers to to lie for them, they pay for their whores, their lobbyist whores in Washington to fight for them. So it's just all of this is insidious. But do what you can on the local level, do what you can definitely on the nuclear level with your family and try to talk to your, your kids about the dangers of vaping and nicotine in general okay guys as always please hit the subscribe button it only take you two seconds and it helps me out and then post a review for the three podcasts under the naturopathic earth family katie's essential oil apothecary holistic health news and confessions of an obese child until next time take care god bless
0: Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honors review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.